Hallelujah. Give, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Oh, yes, he's worthy. He and he only is worthy to be lifted up, to be praised, to be glorified. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your presence today, your anointing today, Lord. Oh, we bless your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can be seated. Of course, ever since I was asked to do this, I've been praying about this service today and coming here today and last night brother mckillop you blessed us amazing message and you know what i think i can sum it up what makes this youth peak conference so special i think i can sum it up in one word there's truly a hunger for God a hunger thank God for a thirst not for the things of this world I'm glad to be associated with people that's hungry for God I'm glad to be associated with Pentecostals that's hungry for God not to look more like this world and do more like the world, but to walk with Jesus in an evil world. Are we blessed today? Amen. Amen. The music and the singers, outstanding, isn't it? I, I want to tell you something. If you think all this just happens, it, that's not the way it works. We've been having camp meeting for a number of years, and I can tell you there's a lots and lots of work that goes into this. And I think uh, all these that are involved, musicians, singers, they deserve a hand clap of great job they're doing. Thank the Lord for men that have a burden for this, burden for young people. The WPF elders today that are here, God bless you. We salute you today for caring and loving. It's a whole lot easier just to go fishing, amen, but to have a burden and rent an auditorium like this. Want to see young people come together. Salute you for your burden, elders. And then for this youth committee. Uh, the work, the labor, and uh, Brother Booker, Brother Joel Booker, I understand, heads it up. What a tremendous job. Amen. Brothers, would y'all stand? Youth committee here. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for your burden. Thank God for your love for truth, young men. We rejoice with you today. Thank the Lord for every one of you. 
Amen. Thank the Lord for people like this. You know, I was just a stray cat that came along. And the good brother Booker picked me up. Amen. There's a big story to that. But I thank God for men uh, that God did for them what he did for Solomon. The Bible said God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding. And you know what the rest of that verse says? Largeness of heart. Thank God for people that's got a big heart. Thank God for people that doesn't matter who you are, what color you are, where you came from. The big question is, do you love God? Do you love his word? Do you want to walk with him? I don't know, some way, Brother Booker, this service and this meeting reminds me of the old PSR days. I won't ever forget my first trip to PSR. What an anointing, what a hunger people had for God. Pastor Nathan Holmes, my son, around those speakers on the side, they were not a very high ceiling and the speakers actually were kind of on the platform on tables. And around those speakers and under there is where he felt his call and surrendered to the call of the ministry. And I believe that spirit's in this house today. Young people that are athirst for God. (laughs) I can tell you this, you will never be sorry. You'll only be sorry of the bad decisions. You won't never regret, I want God. If there's anything today you need to cultivate is that if there's just a little flicker going on in your heart, you need to get your arms around it. You need to pour some fuel on it. And I believe that's the reason you came to peak. Because I believe at peak, there's fuel being poured on the fire of a desire to do the will of God. Hallelujah. I want to thank my family today, Sister Johnette, my prayer partner, fasting together, praying together, and all my friends, sons in the gospel that are here, and somewhere among this great crowd today is some folks from our church, and thank you for being here, and thank you for your prayers, and so many has called and texted me. I got a text from Brazil today young people that are down there they said pastor we're going to be listening on that Holy Ghost radio thank God thank God for 
A lot of people say, thank the Lord for Brother Hoffer, but what about Sister Hoffer and two wonderful daughters? They've given up a lot where Brother Hoffer can be all over these camp meetings and conferences. And I want to tell you, say this humbly before God, but many years ago, before it was inter internet, the Lord spoke to my spirit and said, someday this message will go around the world. And today it's going around the world. It's crossing lines where people don't even want it to end. Preaching against it, trying to stop it. <laughs> but you can't stop freedom. Come on, lift up his name right now. While we're praying, let's pray for him. Wonderful man of God again today, Brother Jeff Dykes. The healer's in the house today. The healer's in the house today. Come on, let's believe. In Jesus' name, we send healing to that hospital room today in that bed. We believe you, God. Let there be healing. Let there be healing today, God. Let there be healing today, God. today, God. Oh, bless that wonderful name of the Lord. Hallelujah. While you remain standing, I want to give you a couple, three verses of scripture. Revelations, the third chapter in the 11th verse. To the Philadelphia church. John writes, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man, everybody say no man. no man. Hey, there's a man after your crown today. Twelfth verse, Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God and he shall go out go no more out and I will write upon him the name of my God anybody know that name today the name of the city of my God which is New Jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. And then here's the challenging part of all of this. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Back home, I get them to reach their hand in the direction of the pulpit and pray. I wonder if I couldn't get all of you people here today for the next few minutes. Would you reach your hand in this direction and let's make contact together. Come on, I need your help. I need God's help. 
In Jesus' name, I believe you today, God. I believe you today, God. Have your way for the next few minutes. Let there be lives changed. Let people find direction in you. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. In Jesus' name, I believe you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If the Holy Ghost will help me for the next few minutes, I want to preach to you youth that become pillars in the temple of God. Young people that become pillars in the temple of God. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. A pillar is a upright shaft, stone or rock. A pillar is something to support weight. A pillar is put there to carry a load. Help us, God, today. And as I preach to you young people, we live in a crazy world. A world that has adopted the philosophy that you got to sow your wild oats and act crazy for a good portion of your life before you can really get on track and be a pillar. You got to throw away a lot of your health, time, throw your life to the wind, and then somewhere down the road you're going to get on track and you're going to really do good. Well, I come to preach to a bunch of noble young people today. That's got good sense. They're not looking for a tattoo today. They're looking for a Holy Ghost touch on their life today. Thank God for intelligent, wise young people. Let me tell you what's going to happen to you. You're going to be light years ahead of that crazy bunch. You're going to be driving nice cars, living in a nice home. You're going to be having nice clothes and nice things. But most of all, you're going to be feeling real good down inside of here. And that's more important than all the earthly things you can gain. But the scripture still says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and the BMWs. The Range Rovers, the Carvettes. Oh, I feel like preaching today. I feel like rubbing it in the devil's face. He's a liar and the truth is not in him. You're not going to miss anything but a lot of headaches. 
when you give up sin and take Jesus as your partner. You're going to be journeying down the greatest road in life. Living for God and speaking in tongues and going to a party every Sunday morning, Sunday night, or whenever you have midweek service. The devil hates our party, but the devil can get over it. The devil wants to turn our churches into long face, down and out. It's a burden to live for God, but we come to make a liar out of him. It's not a burden to live for God. You've never had so much fun when you make up your mind. I'm going to be a pillar. I'm going to be a pillar in God's kingdom. Oh, it's a sad thing. Solomon eventually had to wake up. You read the life of Solomon and he starts out, God help me, I'm just a little child. Before it's over, he's going astray, seeking after all the gods of this world. Then you will read your Bible that God stirred up his enemies, his adversity. and They came against him. As long as he was walking with God, God was walking with him. Then way down the road, his latter years, he wrote, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Thank God for the pillars we have of examples in the Word of God. You know, one of the great keys of becoming a pillar in God's kingdom, I can give it to you in a nutshell. It's when you live a life free of condemnation. If it's bothering you, you need to quit doing it. If it's Instagram, Somebody said other people can do it. Maybe they can, but if it bothers you. You know what God said? I'm not going to give you a book to carry around to figure out what to do. I'm not going to give you a book just to carry around. Should I do it? Should I not do it? No. I'm going to write it in your heart. I'm going to let your heart smite you. I'm going to put it on the end of your nose. Everywhere you look and everywhere you turn, you're seeing it. Hey, if you want to be somebody in God's kingdom, you just get your flesh by the nap of the neck and say, flesh, you're going to do the will of God. Then you can become a pillar in his kingdom. Help us, God. Paul said, let no man despise thy youth. Don't let anybody look down on you because you're acting stupid. 
and doing silly things. What a good report we heard today of the young people at the hotel. That's the way it should be among apostolics. Don't let no man despise you just because you're young. Get your head up. Get your head on straight. And let them take notice that you're a noble young man or lady. Don't tell me the world won't take notice. They will take notice. When they got tattoos all over their arm and up and down their neck and all over their body. And you walk in clear-eyed, ready to go to work, ready to let your light shine. The world will take notice. They'll take notice that you've been with Jesus. Oh, bless that wonderful name of the Lord today. Thank God for pillars that tell the devil. As the Apostle Paul said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I'm a pillar. I'm a pillar. Who's, who would even think about doing it? And then he listed all these things. Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, swords. He said, nay, in all these things. I like this part. Nay. In all these things, we are. Uh, yes, shout it to me today. We are more, not just barely enough. I've had a few of those cars, you know, you didn't know whether you could pass or not. And back a few years ago, the church bought me a convertible Carvette. Some of the older men wondered if he would want a convertible Carvette. Some of the young men believe he would want a convertible Carvette. And they bought me a convertible Carvette. And let me tell you something, you don't have to worry when you're in a tight in traffic whether you can get around or not. You just step on that gas. And you become more than a conqueror. Hey, I feel power in this house. Hey, I don't want to live in a state that I'm just barely making it. He told the children of Israel, I'll take you to a land that is... With what? I don't want to dribble. I don't want to drop. Hey, I read the book. When he fed the 5,000, he said, gather up the baskets. That was the leftover. And if you're barely getting behind, getting enough, you need to check out your level of condemnation. Because it's not God's will for you to do without. It's God's will for you to be victorious. Spiritually, financially, in your health, every way. It's God's will. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord today.
Oh, I hope I can stir up some young person today that says I'm not going to be foolish and hang with the foolish and get on get on the internet and look at the trash. I had him to bring this stone out here today. But I'm going to be a pillar in his house. I'm not going to be a jellyfish. I'm going to be a pillar. When the other boys are doing it, I'm not going to do it. In fact, I'm going to get away from them. You're who you hang with. Come on, young people. Get your mind made up. If you'll take a look at your friends, that's you. If you'll take a look at the way they pray, that's your prayer life. If you'll take a look at the way they talk, that's the way you talk. Get away from them. Get away from them. I had one of those old-fashioned daddies. We had people in the church and young people in the church that wasn't doing right. Dad said, I want to tell you, son, I better not see you at the water fountain with them. Go home with them. Lord, have mercy. That wasn't even a question. Don't let me see you at that water fountain with them kind of boys. Hey, we're here to preserve a generation. Somebody's got to have enough backbone, mothers and daddies that will stand up and say you're not going to do it. Help us, Holy Ghost. Come on, reach up to him right now. Together, let's believe him. Speak to us in this house, God. Oh, yes, God, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you today, God. In Jesus' name. There's a challenge before us. Living in a messed up world and being a pillar for God. We've got examples. We've got Daniel that did it because he purposed in his heart. Purposed in his heart. Wasn't afraid of the king that he would not partake. And it went on, goes on to say, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You have no excuse. You can't wimp out. You can't blame others. You can't point at others. God will give you the grace to stand. God will give you the backbone to stand for what's right and make the right decisions. Oh, God, help us today. You know what? You can be like Jacob's firstborn, Reuben. He said, you're my firstborn. You're my might, the beginning of my strength, excellency of dignity, excellency of power. But you got a problem. You're unstable as water. Thou shall not excel. You got to have a backbone and determination. 
to go against the current if you're going to live for God. You got to have that made up mind that says, I don't care what the rest of the world does. God's looking for a man or a woman with that kind of made up mind. In the book of Psalms, the psalmist writes, for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel and he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. He established, everybody say established. He established a testimony. It could have been Esau, but it was not. It was Jacob that he established this testimony in him. Both of these boys had great parents, grandparents, Abraham, Sarah, then Isaac and Rebekah. And you know the story of their life, victorious people that loved God, that walked away, separated themselves to follow the Lord and to do the will of God. You know the story of Abraham taking his son, his only son. Ishmael was not his son. His only son. God's only got one way. God's only got one church. God's only got one people. His only son. And took him up. And the Bible said he bound him to that altar. Oh, Jesus, help us. There's a message in that. You need to bind your flesh to the altar. I demonstrated back home. You got to get your flesh by the nap of the neck and jerk on it a time or two. And you bind it to prayer. You bind it to fasting. You don't ask, do you feel like doing it? You go by your feelings. That's what your problem is now. I didn't feel like doing it. It doesn't matter whether you feel like it or not. You go to church. You do the right thing. You live for God. He had these great grandparents. He had Isaac who was submissive and God blessed him as he had blessed his father Abraham and he prospered and he was blessed. He had this great mother, Rebecca, somebody running down Abraham and Sarah. Hey, I can't stand that. They're their fathers in the faith. Well, hallelujah. And then comes along this great woman of faith, Rebecca. And you know the story of Rebecca. She's the woman that wasn't told to do. When the man of God said, Whoever's the right one. And he spoke to Rebecca and said, give me a little. Everybody say little. A, say it again. Now, as being human beings, you know what we would all focus on when somebody says, give us something. If they say, give us. Come on, help me. Come on, help me. Oh, yeah. What would our ears pick up on? We'd pick up on the word little. Give me a little water to drink. But it was this woman full of faith. Oh, let me tell you. 
Young ladies, you're a part of the ministry too. You got a job to do for God too. also. This is not all about the young men. This is about young ladies. I started out pastoring. We had about 70 people or so. And I thank God I, I can never pass it up or forget it. The history of our church. When I think about the ladies that stood by my side. Rock solid, Holy Ghost filled. I've come to believe that a lot of the worldliness that's gotten Pentecost, it was Pentecostal pastors' wives that wanted to trim their hair and have a little makeup. Thank God for Holy Ghost-filled ladies today. You got a work to do for God. God can use you just like he can use a man. Rebecca didn't look for just a little water. She said, she saw those thirsty camels. She said, I'll draw for the camels also. Until they are, everybody say done. Until they're done drinking. Now there's the clincher to the whole story. Thank God for young people that don't back up. Thank God for young people that are willing to work in their church and be used in their church. Thank God for young people that don't want to just go part of the way. They want to go all the way. Thank God. Hey, I come to preach to you today. You don't have to wait until you're 40 years old to become a pillar in your church. You can make the difference. Your worship, your prayers, your Owl running, your tongue talking, you living the life. God wants to do it. The Bible said he established a testimony in Jacob. And you know the story of Jacob. He had this older brother Esau. And the scripture says about Esau, he despised his birthright. And Jacob loved and wanted the birthright. You know what the problem was? And you read the rest of the story and guess what? Esau wanted the blessing. Oh yeah, he wanted the Carvettes and he wanted all this stuff that goes with it. But he did not want the birthright. Oh yeah, he was angry when his father blessed Jacob. He was upset at his father because he prayed this blessing on him and Jacob had got his blessing. But he didn't want nothing to do with this birthright. You know what the birthright represents? It represents the new birth. It represents you dying out to the world. It represents you surrendering to God and saying, not my will, but your will. He didn't want to be a priest. 
He didn't want to love the things of God. He just was in love with the blessings of God. There's a big difference in wanting the blessing than wanting the birthright. In Jesus' name, stir the hearts of all of us in this building. That there'll be a burning desire for the birthright, for the anointing of God in our life that we would walk and talk with God. Esau is so angry that it is certain, he says, after my father is gone, then I will kill my brother. Rebecca sends him away and he ends up at Bethel and there while lying on the ground, God gives him a dream and he awakens out of his sleep and it said, surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. He was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. Think about what he was saying. This is the gate to heaven. And then you don't think you ought to love your church. And I want you to know when you get home and thank God, God's using this place today, but there's no place like your home church. I hope every one of you in this house, when you get home, you back, that you put your hands on that pew and you say, oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm sitting in the gate to heaven right now. You'll never be closer to heaven than when you're sitting in your church, praising and glorifying God, hearing your pastor preach the unadulterated word of God. And that's when Jacob had an awakening. The Bible said he rose up early in the morning after this dream, after this revelation, and he took the stone he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And then he vowed this. And every one of you can take this vow today. And I promise you 100% God will not fail you. You can say, God, if you will be with me. And will keep me in the way that I go. And will give me bread to eat. And raiment to put on. So that I come again into my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, this stone that I, which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. A big transformation. And that's what these great men of God have done ever since last week been praying for this meeting that God would transfer transform lives 
from you just being having a pillow that he would turn you into a pillar there's too many pillows in Pentecost and there's not enough pillars a pillar can carry the load a pillar Let me tell you what a pillar will do. A pillar in a church will be loyal to their church and to their pastor. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, we have a big camp meeting back home, but I tell people when they come, hey, you, when you go home, you shout about your home church. Don't shout about this church. You shout about what God's doing for you where you're at. You be a pillar. I'm going to tell you, there's nothing more powerful than a great youth group in a church that's carrying the load of singing, of worshiping, of testifying, of preaching, of giving. There's a big, big difference. And a Christian this is all they want. Give me a pillow. What does it represent? Easy life. When it comes time to prayer, they're not there because they got the pillar religion. When it comes time to give, they're not there. They got the pillar religion. When it comes time to stand up for the man of God, they're not there. It doesn't matter to them. The preacher's just a preacher. We can get us another preacher. No, you can't get just another preacher. Another preacher will get you in trouble. God's not looking for a hireling that a board's running, telling him what to do. God's looking for a man of God that's got a backbone and got some saints of God. That says I'll be a pillar in my church. Pastor, you can count on me. You can count on me. I'll be there. I'm not looking for the easy, greasy religion. I'm not looking for pretty Pentecost. I'm looking for this rock solid apostolic Jesus name. Talk, talk it. I'll tell you what pillows will do. They want to make their flesh look good. They'll go to the tanning beds.
Hey, if you can go to the tanning beds, you can stay home and put it on like this. Come on. God's, I'm believing in the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to turn around today. God's going to turn their thinking around. You're going to quit petting your little flesh. Sister Johnette and I talk about sometimes getting things fixed. I said, there's too many things to fix. Quit worrying about it. Suitcases under your eyes. Thank God for it. You get going down that road, you're going to be doing a lot of stupid things. You're going to think you're 16 when you're 68. And I don't care what you get, you're still whatever you are. Why don't you just get happy? Quit worrying about it, girls. Hey, pillar religion will cut their hair. I want to say something. I want to tell you something. We are to uphold these precious young ladies. If you're ashamed to walk the mall with your family wife, you are to be ashamed of yours. Let me tell you something. You're not even Pentecost. They take the blunt of holiness for all of Hey, I'd walk in a place and they never know. But you let me bring my godly wife in with me and And God help Men, men, and ladies, you shouldn't bite your hair off. You shouldn't roll it so tight that you break it off. You're fooling yourself. You're deceiving yourself. You're losing your glory. You're that pillar. You're that pillow Christian is what you are. And men that wear clothes so tight and pants so tight. God have mercy on you. And women also. That want to get everything so tight on them. What are you trying to do? Wear a bathing suit in church? Oh, I want to tell you something. I got a mandate from God to preach to you. I didn't ask to do this. They asked me to do it. But when they asked me and I said yes, I said yes to God. We're fooling ourselves. We'll never have revival until there's a death of the flesh. Weird haircuts. We don't allow it. We don't allow it in our school. We don't want boys with weird haircuts. You're fooling with weird spirits. If you're not careful, you'll lose. Your wrist will go limber with all that weird stuff. You'll be, hey, if you're doing it, just tell God no more. I'm going to be a pillar, Lord. I'm going to be a pillar, Lord. 
I'm not going to be a joke. I love you, but I can't help but tell you the truth. I know people say you can't build a church preaching the truth. Well, we've made a liar out of that devil. You think I don't preach like this at home? I do. I've walked left the pulpit of many a Sunday morning wondering who got offended. The devil tormenting my mind. But I knew I had done the will of God. And you know what I've always depended on? Isaiah said there'd be a voice behind you. I hear that voice speaking today. I don't like you, Joel Holmes. I don't like what you're saying. Joel Holmes don't like what he's saying either. But Joel Holmes don't have no say in this. It's Holy Ghost. It's the bonding of our flesh to the altar. It's the dying out. But I can tell you, young ministers, young pastors, I came through victorious. The real people stuck with me. I got rid of some of these pillars. They left me. They found other places to go because they wanted their television. They wanted their movies. But the pillars stuck with me. You know what a pillar will do? He'll stand steadfast. He can take a load. He can go under pressure and still stand. You know what a pillar will do? He'll pay his tithes. Oh, yes. Financial part is a part of the church. I'm not going to let nobody push me around and tell me you shouldn't preach about money. Money's in that book. And if it's in that book, I'm going to preach it. Hey, many years ago, I told about four men, I said, besides your tithe check, you need to write a $100,000 check out at one time. Holy Ghost spoke to me to tell them. They didn't have the money at that time. But you know what? Faith was sparked in their heart because they believed I was a man of God. You know what they done? All of them did it. They went out and took it away from the Philistines. They took it away from the Egyptians. And every one of them brought me a check for $100,000. You think you don't think they're doing well today? Let me tell you, they're still in church. And God's, now God's blessing to give millions of dollars. Oh, the devil hates this message. The devil hates this financial message. One of the greatest givers in our church was a young man that was raised in it, had great faith. 
His whole driving force behind his success today is that he wanted to finance the church. He wanted to write the checks. Oh, I, I, hey, you know, I, I'm 68 years old. Uh, you, you, know, you don't have to be very smart in math to know I'm way down the road. But I want to tell you, if I can help some young ministers today, and if I can help some young people, and if I can impart faith in some young man, young lady's heart, you'll go out and take it away from the Philistines. You'll build a church for the glory of God. You'll support missions around the world. And the devil hates for me to preach like this, but I don't care what the devil hates. You need the truth preached to you. You need to learn to pay your tithes. Young people, you need to learn. When it's not much, you need to learn. How many, who, who's down there? Your pastor's here today. Your pastor, where, is the pastor close by with this bunch right here? Anybody from Brother Booker's church standing up here close? Are you, any of y'all down here? Did y'all even come today? Are you from Brother Booker's? No, you just, who? Let's go, go there. I'm looking for somebody. Who, Brother Booker, do you have anybody? Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What about, who, what kind of seats? Cheap seats. Hallelujah. You're here, though. We love you. What about, Brother Jack, any of your members? Amen. Where you at, brother? Is this your pastor? Can you jump up here, run around, get up here with the... Security lets you get in. They like to let, let me get in this morning. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Amen. How much is that? Uh, Ten dollars. Ten dollars. How much do you owe to God? Ten uh, percent. How much is that? Oh, one dollar. One dollar. You going to carry it over to your pastor? Yes, sir. I'm through with you. You got my money, man. Hold on. Many years ago, a man came to our church and preached a message about people giving 5%. Since that day, I've never got up and said, who will give $100, who will give $500 and stop the service? We just shout right on through. It's a party. You know why? Because when people get connected up and understand, if I sow, I'm going to reap. Hey, you can't stop. Hey, they pay their tithes if they go on vacation. It doesn't matter. So, what's half, brother? Like 50 cents? Yeah, I'll help you with that math problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you, brother. Thank you.
No, brother, that's yours. Try to spend that half you can. You want to be a pillar? Get the burden of the work of God and say, I, I've got to support it. I'm preaching to people that can go out and make a difference in your church. Help us, God. You didn't think I was going to run out of pillars, did you? I went to Walmart this morning and bought these. Now, I'm colored blind, and I really thought this was pink. And I was wishing it was, but that cadet, where you at, brother? I said, what color is that, brother? And he disappointed me, but y'all just play like it's pink. It looks pink to me. Today it's pink. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Get under the load. Get under the load. Be loyal to your pastor. Jacob, 20 years later, he goes back and he meets Esau. Guess who Esau's got? 400 men to meet him. He had 400 drug buddies. Tattoos all over their body. Hair long. T-shirts off. To come back to meet Jacob. You big hot air devil, you. You ain't no match for my God. I don't care how many tattoos you've got. Come with your shirt off. Flexing your muscles. We'll get him. We'll get him. You won't get him if God's on his side. God gives him that glorious victory. He's abundantly blessed. And Jacob says, I'm not worthy of the least of all the mercies. That's where you'll end up someday if you'll live for God. We've got his testimony here. Every man of God can give that testimony. Not, le not worthy of the least of his mercies. And of all the truth which he has shewed unto thy servant. For with my staff I pa passed over Jordan, and now I have become two bands. God will not fail you. And then God tells him to rise and go back to Bethel. And he gets to Bethel, and he tells the 
those that are with him. Put away those strange gods. You know what? You've got to get delivered from the heroes of this world. I can't live without them ball games. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I want to tell you, you got a God standing up there looking down at you, and he's a jealous God. And you know more scores than you do scriptures. And you're more excited about ball games than you are Sunday night, Holy Ghost Alive Church. There's something wrong. You need to kick the little gods out. They're singers. They're movie stars. Get them all out of your life. The Bible said he told them to be clean and then change your garments. We're going to church. And then comes the prophecy back on Jacob. Jacob, I'm going to bless you. That's why I can't stand anybody talk about Abraham. You're on the fighting side of me. You know why? Because every blessing you've got today was channeled right through Abraham. Hey, he never said Moses was our father in the faith. He never said Joshua was our father in the faith. Noah was our father in the faith. He said Abraham. Hey, you talking about my daddy. When you talking about Abraham. Every blessing you'll ever get will come through Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. God blessed him abundantly. And Jacob.